Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guests, uh, the Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadena, will be joining us, as well as Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. It is January the 31st, and on this day in 1865, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, abolishing slavery in America. The amendment read, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. When the Civil War began, President Abraham Lincoln's professed goal was the restoration of the Union. But early in the war, the Union uh, began uh, keeping escaped uh, enslaved people rather than returning them to their owners. So slavery essentially ended whenever the Union Army was victorious. In September 1862, Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, freeing all enslaved people in the areas that were still in rebellion against the Union. This measure opened the issue of what to do about slavery in border states which had not succeeded uh, or in areas that had been captured by the Union before the proclamation. In 1864, an amendment abolishing slavery passed the U.S. Senate but died in the House of Democrats as Democrat House of Representatives as Democrats rallied in the name of states' rights. The election of 1864 brought Lincoln back into the White House along with significant Republican majorities in both houses, so it appeared the amendment was headed for passage when the new Congress convened in 1865. Lincoln preferred that the amendment receive bipartisan support. Some Democrats indicated support for the measure, but still many resisted. The amendment passed 119 to 56, just barely above the necessary two-thirds majority. Several Democrats abstained, but the 13th Amendment was sent to the states for ratification when it came to December 1865. With the passage of the amendment, the institution that indelibly shaped American history was eradicated. Uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, and, of course, the 13th Amendment. Well, a federal jury on Monday acquitted Catholic pro-life activist Mark Halk, who was charged with violating the FACE Act over a 2021 skirmish with a Planned Parenthood volunteer outside the Pennsylvania Clinic. The FACE Act prohibits violent, threatening, damaging, and obstructive conduct intended to injure, intimidate, or interfere with the right to seek, obtain, or provide reproductive health services, a.k.a. abortion. Alk was accused of physically assaulting Bruce Love, a 72-year-old clinic escort, in October of 2021. Love was attempting to escort two patients exiting the Philadelphia clinic when Alk forcibly shoved, quote-unquote, him to the ground, according to the Justice Department. On a separate occasion, Alk allegedly verbally confronted the escort and shoved him to the ground outside the clinic. Love sustained injuries that required medical attention. However, Hauk said he spoke outside of an abortion clinic each week and sometimes brought his 12-year-old son along. He said he uh, showed love after the uh, clinic escort invaded his son's personal space and yelled at him. The FBI arrested Hauk in front of his family at his home last September. He's got eight kids. Uh, 
They came in the door about 20, just unbelievable. At the time, an attorney for Halk accused the DOJ of targeting the pro-life activists solely to intimidate people of faith and pro-life Americans rather than accepting uh, Mark Halk's offer to appear voluntarily. The Biden Department of Justice chose to make an unnecessary show of potentially deadly force, sending 20 heavily armed federal agents to Houck's residence at dawn this past Friday, said the attorney representing Houck. Thomas Moore, uh, Society Vice President, Senior Counsel Peter Breen, in threatening form, after several uh, nearly breaking down the family's front door, at least five agents pointed guns at Mark's head and arrested him in front of his wife and seven ch- young children who were terrified that his, their husband and father would be shot dead before their eyes, Breen added. The FBI has disputed this version of events, saying in a statement in September that the inaccurate claims were being made about the arrest. Of course, uh, there's video of the arrest, and we've all seen it or at least I have, FBI agents knocked on Hauk's uh, front door, identified themselves as FBI agents, and asked him to exit the residence, a statement from the FBI field office in Philadelphia said. He did so and was taken into custody without incident pursuant to an indictment. And while it's FBI's standard practice not to discuss such operational specifics, we can say that a number of personal vehicles, personnel vehicles widely reported as being on scene Friday is an overstatement, and the tactics used by the FBI personnel were professional, in line with standard practices, and intended to ensure the safety of everyone present in the outside's re- residence. The statement added, it's just uh, so tone-deaf. The Department of Justice sending uh, these agents pointing guns at their at his head, arresting him in front of his kids and his wife. I'm pretty sure he would have responded to a phone call if they just uh, called and said, "Could you come down? We'd like to talk to you." Just incredible. Uh, the weaponized DOJ. In another piece of startling news, former NBA star Enos Cantor Freedom who famously amended his name after becoming a U.S. citizen in 2021, is officially a wanted man. Not only is his name on 2023's most wanted terrorist list, but it is in the first time his former country has actually placed a published bounty on his head. President Erdogan, the, uh, his government, is offering up to 10 million Turkish lira, or roughly $500,000, for information leading to the capture of Freedom, who said he found out about it just a week ago. This makes it so dangerous, Freedom said. He's 30 years of age. By the way, he played in the NBA for 11 years. Quite a good basketball player, great rebounder. Uh, Before the bounty, Turkish intelligence was after the people on the list, but now everyone is after them because they want the money. He also revealed that he's looking into suing the NBA. Uh, I'm waiting for the right time, which uh, Freedom claims has blackballed him from uh, public protests against China. He was uh, protesting on behalf of the Uyghurs, protesting on behalf of everybody whose freedoms are limited around the world. He's quite passionate about it, and his passion has led him to become now having a bounty on his head for $500,000. Just goes to show what happens in some countries, and it's becoming dangerously more like that here in the United States, what they'll do to silence people. Of course, uh, the whole NBA thing is the NBA is highly uh, dependent upon the uh, Communist Chinese Party and the Chinese for market share. So uh, there's a conflict of interest there, clearly. And uh, quite frankly, Enos Kanter called him out on it. Well, he's Enos uh, Freedom now. He changed his name after becoming a U.S. citizen. 
Uh, Florida appears ready to become the 26th state to allow so-called constitutional carry. Florida House Speaker Paul Renner said on January the 30th that Republicans would file HB 543 to allow Floridians to carry uh, concealed firearms without a permit. He said the bill doesn't grant any new rights but recognizes all people's rights to self-defense. The Constitution doesn't give us those rights. Our creator gave us those rights, Renner said in a press conference. Renner was joined by the bill's sponsor, State Representative Chuck Brannon, and uh, State Senator Jay Collins. Both said they are proud to support legislation to allow law-abiding citizens to defend themselves against the lawless. The bill is a big step to help the average law-abiding citizen to keep from having to go through the hoops of getting a permit from the government for carrying their weapons, uh, Brannon said. Renner said the bill would uh, go do away with the current licensing system, but change little else. Persons legally prohibited from carrying a, their own or owning a firearm would still be prohibited. Renner said the bill would only remove the government permission slip to require a permit to exercise a constitutional right. The bill is set to be introduced for the next legislative session that begins, of course, on March the 7th uh, coming up. Yeah, you'll get some comments from Kathleen Passadumbo later in the show about all that. In addition, here in Florida, a Leon County circuit judge has dismissed a lawsuit alleging the Florida Department of Transportation and a contractor did not fully comply with the records, public records requests about the controversial state-funded flights of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Judge Angela Dempsey uh, last week issued two similar decisions rejecting the lawsuit that the nonprofit Florida Center for Government Accountability filed in October uh, against uh, this administration. So the law sets, I don't know, they may appeal it. We'll find out, but there, there is no merit to it. This is a bipartisan bill passed by the state legislature to allow this. Uh, I don't know how in the world they could challenge it, except for perhaps uh, just to get some uh, publicity. That's the only thing it accomplished. So what does it take to be a member of the top 1% earners in uh, the uh, in taxpayers club in Florida? Well, certainly it takes a lot of money, but maybe not as much as you think. Smart Asset analyzed income data to determine the minimum income required to be among the top 1% of earners in each state. To do so, it used data from the IRS and the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The report was released last week. In the state rankings, the Sunshine State came in at number 8. According to the study, you uh, would need to have an annual income household income of $678,800 to earn your place in Florida's 1% Club in 2023. That's just slightly above the national average of $645,600, and the average tax rate for Florida in this group is 25.23%. To get significantly better to earn a membership in Florida's 5% Club, Florida's residents would need to earn $243,600 to fall in the top 5%. The average American household, by the way, earns a median income of about $70,000. Less than 10% of all households earn more than $200,000, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. At the other end of the spectrum, by the way, as of the year, end of the year, 64% of U.S. consumers were living paycheck to paycheck, up from 61% the year before, according to a survey of 4,000 people released by Payments.com and Lending Club. Even people earning more than $100,000 annually might be thinking twice about ordering extra guacamole with their burritos 
as pay fails to keep up with inflation. More than half of them uh, said that they were part of the Paycheck to Paycheck Club, per the survey. U.S. food prices uh, increased by 0.3% in December, a drop from 0.5% in November, but are still at 10.4% higher than a year ago. So food prices continue to escalate, even though uh, inflation is dropping. Price of new cars, uh, used cars, other things are dropping. Not foodstuffs, so it's still tight in order to uh, feed your family. But you're you're aware of the emergencies powers that have been in place since uh, January 2020. Well, apparently Biden now is saying they're going to end on May the 11th. The Trump administration declared a COVID national emergency and public health emergency Uh, They are set to expire on March the 1st and April the 11th, respectively, but the administration plans uh, to extend them through uh, May the 11th and then end them on that date, according to the Office of Management and Budget. Why they're waiting until then, I'm not sure. Perhaps, I guess, don't hold your breath to see them expire because I'm quite certain something's going to happen that'll uh, encourage uh, the President of the United States to continue these emergency powers gives it just enhances his power, and uh, it's just a real shame. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, our State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabee's.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. 
Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and they know the policy and they help prepare elected officials to win in the legislature. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. How's the uh, session coming together starting on March the 7th? Well, we, we're right now in the middle of committee weeks. And so, uh, you know, the bills that have been filed are starting to get hearings. You know, we spent the last uh, couple of weeks and the end of the year having presentations on, you know, uh, the results of our uh, budget from last year and some of our legislation and, you know, status um, the uh, governor is going to roll out his budget next week, and uh, you know we're we're moving along pretty fast. Uh, sounds great. I, just this morning covered uh, the constitutional carry bill that's been proposed. It looks like it's got a lot of support. Uh, any thoughts uh, f- from you? Well, I um, am supportive of the bill for a number of reasons. Um, I don't believe Florida should go to open carry. And um, I'm very comfortable with permitless carry, which is actually the definition of constitutional carry, which is um, that you, you know, under our Constitution and our Second Amendment, uh, you have the right to carry a uh, weapon without government approval. In other words, you don't need a permit. Uh, But that does not mean it wouldn't be open carry. The state of Florida is a... uh, is is not an open carry state. I, I'm not comfortable doing that. I, I've spent a lot of time talking to the sheriffs and uh, other law enforcement, and they are very supportive of permitless carry, but not open carry at this point. Hmm. Um, my my um, uh, agreement to, to to go ahead and and support that bill was to also address school safety. So the bill that the Senate's going to roll out is going to have a number of provisions on school safety, which I think are, are very important because that's in Florida. That's really where uh, our issues have been. So interesting. By the way, a, few, a couple of years ago, this may be uh, my memory may be tricking me here, but I believe it's uh, at one point it was on uh, against the law to brandish a weapon publicly. Uh, in other words, you could have you could carry it if you have a concealed carry permit, but you couldn't. You you couldn't. You were breaking the law if you brandished it if you were being attacked or something like that. Is that still the case? Um, I I don't know because if you have if you have a concealed carry permit, you do have the right to um, defend yourself. So yeah. it, it, you know you can't just wander around showing a weapon. But if you're being attacked, you, you do have the right to stand your ground. Yeah. Um, there is also an exception current, under current law for uh, hunting and, and the like. And, and in fact, some people have tried to test that exception by saying that, you know, go walking down the beach with a rifle saying they're hunting. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think it's silly, but. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of understand, but I would like to ask you just about open carry and uh, about your opinion, your thoughts behind that and why you are against it. Well, uh, here's, you know, what I've been hearing from law enforcement. I mean, I don't have, um, you know, I live in Naples uh, and I don't I don't see people, you know, clamoring, at least in the city for open carry. Right. What law enforcement has said to me is that, I mean, you hear both sides. But if you are carrying a weapon openly and a bad guy, first of all, a bad guy's not going to carry a weapon openly. He's right. going to hide it because he wants to do something bad and he doesn't want to, you know, be seen. So if he encounters a group of people and some of them are open carrying, the first people he's going to shoot are them and because he, that's the threat. Hmm. So I, you know, it, it's all about what the bad guys are going to do. The bad guys are not going to pay, pay attention to the law no matter what it is. Right. And so... Uh, what we're also going to do is we're going to give additional uh, dollars to the sheriff so that they could do training and the like. And the reality is you still have to, even with permitless carry, if you want to go out of state to another state, they won't let you carry your weapon without a permit. So, Mm -hmm. so people are going to get a permit anyway for that. And um, we, we would still, we still have a three day waiting period uh, if you don't have a permit, so you with most people who don't want to wait are going to get a permit. And, and then the third thing is, and there's been a lot of misinformation. Uh, you, there's still going to be required background checks at gun shows. That's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, on person to person carry, I mean person to person sales, there's no background check uh, required. But whether you have a permit or not. They're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a common sense solution to a problem. There are a lot of people that want open carry. There are a lot of people that don't want open carry. And this is, uh, I think, a good middle ground to, to land on, particularly since the Sheriff's Association has endorsed it and the NRA has is supporting it. Wow, great. So I, I must admit, I've uh, in one of my careers, I spent a lot of time in Montana and Wyoming. It is somewhat startling and unsettling to, to, to see other people carrying the open carry. It just was, you know, culturally, I guess, just unexpected uh, from a city guy like me so well and and you know when you think about it yeah florida is florida is so different it's hard to compare us to other states because the people in the state of florida are always different so i feel pretty good with where we're at on that yeah outstanding any other good scoop about uh, what we could expect in the new legislative uh, session um there's uh, you know the governor has some initiatives he wants to undertake uh we're working with him on that and um uh, you know, I, I filed the affordable housing bill. The governor is supportive of it. It's going to go through its committees uh, very soon. We hope to pass that early on in session. Um, the the bill that um, uh, the wildlife corridor expansion bill uh, that that I've been very supportive of and, and very excited about is going to uh, has been filed, and, and that that is you know, going to be a gem. So there's a lot going on. And this uh, affordable housing uh, bill apparently got some good press last week. I was reading about yeah. it. So Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad of that. I mean, the, the thing about it is I'm getting a lot of uh, pushback from some of uh, the very liberal people who say that we, because sh- we preempted um, rent control. And, you know, of course, I don't believe government should tell a private a citizen or a, even a company for that matter on their private property 
that they have to charge a certain amount or can't charge more than a certain amount. It's never worked before in any other state, any other jurisdiction. Just look at New York City. Why would we do it here? Right. Uh, but if, if you are going to accept government incentives to provide affordable housing, then you, you know, you're going to agree to a rent control because you're accepting these incentives. But if, and, and I feel very strongly about that. You know, if I own a house and I decide to rent it, I do not want the government to tell me how much I can rent. For. Yeah, good for you. You know, we lived in California for 10 years. And uh, they, one of the jurisdictions decided they were going to have rent control. They could only have a 12% increase in rent. So guess what happened? Everybody increased, the, the home homeowners increased their rents uh, to 12%. <laughs> it was yeah, I mean, counterproductive. I exactly. So, Kathleen, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratospell Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. Also building a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's going to be terrific. You can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, Golf Shore Playhouse. Org. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, Seton. I hope you are as well. Yes, sir. Tell us about Less Government. Uh, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and uh, we're headed
headed the opposite direction. It's a big task for sure. Nevertheless, what you're doing really matters. So uh, you wrote an interesting piece. Uh, Speaker McCarthy makes his swampiest move thus far. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, we talked about this two weeks ago. I warned that he might indeed do this. Um, you know, I was I signed on to a couple of letters opposing his speakership. Um, of course, all we did was delay the inevitable. We got fifteen. It took him fifteen votes to get the gig. Um, I'm not. I'm not convinced he's a conservative. I'm not even convinced he's not a swamp creature. Yeah. And his early, you know, the first job after he wins the speakership is to select committee and subcommittee chairs. And the, the early, or the early ones were looking good. They there were some good early picks. Well, on Friday, and they announced it on Friday. You know how DC works. They announced it on Friday, so it's it's hidden from view. Um, one of the most important subcommittees, he picked the absolute worst person that we warned about um, for the chairmanship of the IP, the Intellectual Property Subcommittee. Uh, Daryl Issa has been chairman before. Um, he shepherded through a, the, the very awful 2013 bill, the American Invents Act which prevents America from inventing. You know how D.C. works. They name it the opposite of what it actually does. Right, right. Um, the, infl the Inflation Reduction Act increased inflation. The um, Health Care Affordability Act made health care less affordable. Uh, this is how D.C. works. Well, American Invents Act has strip-mined um, the uh, ability to, for small inventors to in patent their stuff, made it much easier for big tech and other companies, big companies, to steal their stuff, and we've seen that play out over 10 years. I even heard, I attended online this fraudulent D.C. event where it was so funny. They had three panelists from three different associations. And the associations are all, the members of all three associations are Google, Amazon, Apple. They're in all three organizations. Mm -hmm. So you might as well have one guy there. Why do you have, you know, you have three guys there to make it look like there's this broad, you know, spectrum of, of, of viewpoints on this panel they're all there the same. And one of the three said, well, you know, the U.S. has really dropped off the innovation, the, the international innovation rankings list. And I said, that's because you idiots jammed through the American Invent Act in 2013. <laughs> that's so true. It's, it's just lack of self-awareness. So anyway, and, and I think she knows why. You know, there's always two tracks on the left. There's the leadership that knows their policies are destroying America. And then there's the rank and file who are morons who, do, who just... You know, uh, you know, marching orders. Give us our marching orders. So anyway, Daryl Issa shepherded through this bill, championed this bill, bragged about this bill, and has subsequently spent the last decade coming up with bills to make the patent system even worse. And we've beaten most of those back, thank goodness. Well, Andy's, of course, he's the, one of the biggest hypocrites in D.C., which is saying something. He's probably the richest guy in the house. Uh-huh. And he got there because he invented the Viper car alarm system. You have to be a little older to remember this. But he, he, he really did revolutionize cars because now every car comes with an alarm, right? Right. And, but, but, but back then, you'd buy his car alarm, his Viper car alarm, as an add-on. You know, you'd, you'd, aftermarket, you'd buy this alarm and put it in. And it, remember, danger, danger. It had a voice. It was his voice. Yeah. And he, so he made multi, multi, multi millions of dollars on a patented item, on patented items. And then he gets to Congress and starts destroying patents. 
See, this is what I don't understand because Daryl Issa, I would I would categorize before our conversation as an extremely conservative guy. Well, how do you explain his this turnabout on this on this well, issue? He, he, he his part of California is near, near the Silicon Valley. Yeah, I just he's, don't he's, understand. He's, it, it, I, I have to go. I, I have to go look up his when I write about the the uh, panel I watched last week. I'm going to look up Daryl Issa's donors too. Because you know the, the 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 association that hosted the 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 uh, event is is gets money from Google, Apple, Amazon. Yeah, the three or the three associations they invited to speak all are sponsored by Google, Apple, Amazon. Hmm. Unbelievable! <laughs> it's a very it's a, it's a, it's a very tight little circle in in DC, and ISA gets a lot of money from them too. I don't know what his problem is. I don't know where. In fact, I had some little inside information. My my buddy was a former congressman from South Texas. Isa came out for a fundraiser for him, and uh, my radio host friend from down in Corpus Christi, who I did his show forever, he's retired now. Um, asked him, you know, how'd you make your money? He said, Oh, you got to patent your stuff. <laughs> got to patent your stuff. Yeah, that's how you make money. Well, you know, the road to hell is the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I would like to think that he's a conservative who just made a bad mistake. And uh, well, he's he hasn't learned anything from the last decade because he's still proposing bad legislation. Yeah. Anyway, to get back around to the finishing the piece on Friday, they named him head of the IP subcommittee. Yeah, again. So, so he's back to where he was before, where he did so much damage. How can we get on a corrective course on this issue? Well, we have to we have to get rid of the the P tab. We probably have to repeal entirely the American Vents Act. In fact, he sponsored a bill. Trump and his patent office did as much as they could to at the patent office to undo or and reverse uh, what they could under the law in the American Vents Act, and they're sponsoring a bill to re- called Restoring the American Vents Act. Oh, they so- learned nothing. So interesting. Seat Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. The website is lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Uh, Seaton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. Always a pleasure to do that. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University.
you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees. I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, your health insurance may not cover international travel, and that's a problem. You can travel with confidence with international health insurance for as little as a buck twenty-five a day. You can find out more by visiting the website internationalhealthplans.com. We have with us Linda Harden. My wife also does great commentary. She writes a column, Greetings from Paradise. Well, she used to. Uh, anyhow, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. Not writing it anymore. No. So, Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, you know, uh, we've got a new advertiser. I want to tell you about it. Uh, the, what am I doing here? I did something wrong. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, times are changing, and trends in funeral service are, are no exception. The traditional, somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. On Sunday, February the 19th, Hodges Life Celebration Center, it's located at 26051 South Tamiami Trail in Bonita Springs, going to be hosting a uh, community open house and reception 2 to 4 p.m. with a ribbon cutting and champagne toast at 315. The new facility reflects the latest innovations in funeral services by the Hodges brand. It's going to be really terrific. By the way, the special guest is uh, Thelma Hodges. She's the widow of founder Earl Hodges, who passed away in 2013. She is a remarkable woman. We had dinner with her. Uh, right. I mean, I I can't even imagine being that sound of mind right now as she was. She was just amazing. She was amazing indeed. So she's going to be there. And, of course, she has a great bas- background in her own. She is uh uh, a pioneer nurse, and at 94, she remains bright and keenly recollective uh, all things uh, regarding Southwest Florida. To RSVP for the event, you can call 366-5333. That's 366-5333. So, Linda, just really appreciate your uh, coming on the show today. Um, you know what's really amazing is that it's just a couple days over four months since Hurricane Ian. It Isn't is that unbelievable? It is unbelievable. And, and, and the fact that there's still so much that hasn't been fixed yet. It's you, so, so much. Um, you were out in Arlenai yesterday, and you were saying there's so much commerce out here. Well, I mean, the Ritz is trying to rebuild. All these people are trying to get their act together. We are so blessed to be in the situation we are with our building. But four months and yeah. a few days, and, and it's still... 
it's still work in progress. It is indeed, although I will report I drove up uh, to Estero uh, for a doctor's appointment. And as I drove up, I, you may recall there was just a huge amount uh, acres, I'm going to call it, of debris that had been dumped in the... Uh, Drywall, furniture. Everything, and right there in front of the uh, the uh, hotel on Coconut Point, uh, on the northwest corner of uh, Coconut Point and 41. In any event, it's all gone. Well, yes, but it should be. Yeah. I mean, it, it should be. I don't know where they put it all, but... but <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, because not only was there so much up there... But still, still. Um, by the way, if we if you go down to Blue Provence, if you go down to Gulf Shore, there's still stuff piled yeah, up. No, you know. So it, it's it's just a whole big mess, and I'm still trying to determine. You can't tell from the street, but some of these buildings just look like they've been decimated, and no one will ever live in them again. Yeah, I predict that over the course of a couple of years, we're going to see some of these buildings condemned, torn down, and replaced with. Uh, Mid-high, mid-range or mid-rise, mid-rise, mid-rises, yeah. thank you for that. So uh, we'll see. By the way, this story about Enos Cantor uh, is so interesting to me. He's got a five- what a talent! What a talented basketball player he used to play for the Celtics, and yeah. I don't know who. And and he's so excited about being American and and becoming an American citizen. And the NBA, uh, which is. Don't even get me started with the NBA and their associations with China and communism and everything. But, but um, uh, they just fired him. They, he's no longer playing basketball in the prime of his life, sadly. But now Turkey, where he came from, has put a $500,000 bounty on his head. Yeah. And he's trying to get uh, plugs Biden to weigh in on it and just tell Turkey to back off and that he won't support it. And so far, silence from... The White House. Yeah, you know, it's a tough situation. We're in these uh, arrangements with NATO, for example. I believe Turkey's part of NATO. And it's quite unfortunate because their value system is somewhat divergent. From Whacked out. Yeah, so <laughs> divergent. Uh, you know, in my view, uh, we should be more isolationist than we are. And having an organization like NATO makes no sense at all. We should have individual agreements with different countries about how we're going to behave. But uh, the problem with NATO is now you have these commitments that, uh, okay, they're part of NATO. So now we're committed to support them, even though they support, uh, you know, Doing something like this, which is incredible. So, so getting back just for the NBA, just to and, and Biden's support, uh, isn't it interesting? Remember that uh, that Brittany Grenier, whatever that that a basketball player, yeah, that woman basketball player who was who was accused of drug possession or whatever in Russia, and they put her in nine years in prison, right? So they've got a couple other people in prison in, in Russia of, of ours. One is a war veteran. One is, I mean, a, a decorated war veteran. And guess who they guess who they got out of prison? The, the basketball player. Well, what's it, wrong with that picture? What's, of course, it was all politically motivated. What would be the most popular move was the question I'm sure Biden and his people are asking themselves. So they get her out, uh, hoping to get praise from the American public, and, of course, leaving veterans in the... In the uh, controlled by the uh, by the Russians. It's just, and you know, th- think about this. What have you heard about the Afghans that were supposed to come home? People that come from the United States, uh, uh, from Afghanistan. We've heard nothing about that, and there were thousands of them. Well, the reason the reason Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh, by the way, let's just say, 
to remind everybody that the Ukraine Ukraine is the fourth most corrupt country mm-hmm. in the world. But the reason Russia invaded them, well, I, I told you I wouldn't talk about it on air, but let's just say about the biolabs that, that are on the eastern, um, funded by the United States, that, that uh, are on the eastern portion of Ukraine, which Russia has has decimated, and they wa- they aren't going any farther into Ukraine than those eastern cities. Oh, by the way, but the reason Russia went into Ukraine anyway was because of of uh, Joe Biden's disastrous pullout from Afghanistan. Right. What a show of weakness! What a show of weakness! We'll talk about a dog running with his tail between his legs. I mean, he Biden showed to the whole wide wide world uh, what cowards we are. Well, and and uh, and, and thirteen thirteen of our young service people died as a result. Absolutely. Well, none, of course, we we both had a chance to watch the addresses by President Trump, uh, both in New Hampshire and South Carolina, and he was just uh, riveting. I thought he just did an outstanding job. And he, it's less personality and more policy now. I just really appreciate where he's coming from. And 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 they, um, I loved it. Lindsey Graham was there, and Lindsey Graham is one of the biggest neocons yeah. on Capitol Hill, and so he um, he was standing up there with with Trump. Uh, I don't know if he begged to be there or whatever, but Trump. I don't know if you heard what he said about him. He says, "Well, Lindsey Graham, he loves your state, but we don't agree on a lot of things, which was great." And he did I, say that. Yes, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no. it was great. And so uh, he also, I don't know if he planned it, they planned it or whatever. But the only time that Lindsey Graham's face, little face, was seen was when he uh, got up to make a few comments about about uh, the event that that Trump was holding there. But otherwise, the cameras would not. Of course, he's very short. But but everybody towered over him, and the cameras never showed that he was there. It was great. I uh, loved it. Yeah. So Lindsey Graham, of course, he's never saw a camera he didn't love. He runs well, the well, camera. He's, and, and he's a John McCain Republican. I know it's, they're all for let's let's go to war everywhere. You know, and he, he made he said great things about Trump, but you know what? I just really doubt the sincerity uh, of those comments. I think he's a neocon. The well, one party uh, guy. I mean, he's you know certainly Trump represents make America great again. And uh, quite frankly, you can it'd be interesting to see who really believes in that. Uh, quite frankly, I, I want people in Congress, and I want people, elected officials, to be want to make America great again, and the antithesis of what we're seeing from President Biden. Here's the, here's the deal. One of the reasons that, that, that the rhinos, the neocon re- Republicans on, in Congress, didn't want Trump in there anymore was one of the one of the things Trump said in his speeches. He says, "If if I had been president, mm-hmm. Russia would never have invaded Ukraine." And what does that spell out for the neocons on Capitol Hill? No money, mm-hmm. no money. All these people. I would love to see how many of the lobbyists for the uh, the uh, defense uh, uh, complex are 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 paying these people. Well, I think to go to war. You're on to a very good issue because, frankly, it's so interesting. These countries, you know, if you identify where the politicians get their money, 
that uh, pretty much identifies how they'll be on certain issues. For example, if you're getting a lot of money from Pfizer, when uh, legislation comes up or the uh, whole idea to interview and find out what really happened with regard to the jabs and the vaccines, they become automatically silent on that issue. Good good example is is Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's a good he's a good patriot whatever. Yeah. But guess what? Whenever the subject comes up about breaking up big tech, it's crickets. Yeah, exactly. Then we're going to take a little break and stick around. I'm not going. <laughs> All right. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round, Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website, choicesocial.us. By the way, the Collier Senior Center in Golden Gate is providing and taking uh, hosting a health and wellness fair this Friday, February the 3rd, from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. They would like you to sign up. It's held in conjunction with MyCare Medical, and the free event provides older adults and caregivers access to local resources on aging well, gift bags, and for our first 100 guests, music and opportunity to socialize and more. To RSVP, you can call 399-0199, 399-0199. We continue the conversation with Linda Harden. Again, Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Another beautiful day in paradise. It is a fabulous day in paradise, I must say. Uh, 
you know, we were talking a little bit about the funding of politicians and what's going on. You'd mentioned off air that McCall. Michael McCall, Republican out of Texas. Yeah. One of the, you know what? I always thought he was a good guy and he's a neocon just like, like. Yeah, so he, he committed to uh, to taking a look at the money going through the till to Ukraine and getting an accounting of everything that's going on. That was a commitment he had made uh, during the uh before uh, McCarthy was put in place. And now he's saying, as he, after he's appointed to the uh, chairman of the committee, well, we're just going to continue to sell money to uh, Ukraine. Until, as long as it takes. And you know what? I am so disappointed in these people. I thought Michael McCall was a good guy. And, and by the, oh, by the way, he's appearing more and more on um, alternative networks like CNN, uh, MSNBC, and whatever. He's not, he's, you don't uh, get him on so Fox very much, which is it? really interesting. Uh, by the way, Tom, Tom Cotton, Tom Cotton is in Neocon too, and and um, oh yeah, we need to send tanks. We need. Wait a minute. I thought Ukraine was winning. Why are we sending all this stuff over if if Ukraine is winning? Oh, by the way. Yeah. Well, again, I get back to this comment that I made about NATO. Uh, it's uh, now we're committed to supporting all these countries for for we have less and less in common. I liked uh, I like President Trump's approach to international affairs. You know, we are looking out for number one. We're looking out for the United States, and when we have interests that coincide, we'll work together. And when we don't, we won't. And uh, that to me makes a lot of sense. Rather than let's support NATO, and that, that includes, for example, Turkey, who that uh, uh, actually yeah, or, uh, or, 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 Erdogan. 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 Yeah, Erdogan, who, who, uh, for example, persecute anybody who's not a a Muslim. You know what? There's just so there's just so much stuff going on in in this world that's that's, and everything can be tied together. Um, Ukraine, uh, the coronavirus. By the way, uh, Pfizer is amping up some more um, vaccines, and and it's interesting that. Uh, Biden decided now it was a good idea to pull all emergency mm. powers as of May, mm-hmm. which is like, why Why is that happening? Well, I'll tell you why it's happening. It's because it gives him time, for example, to declare another emergency when all of a sudden there's a spike in some sort of illness, uh, including SARS, including uh, the, vac- the, the virus. I, 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 think, I, I don't think it's going to happen on May 11th. I think it'll be continued. Well, well, well maybe. Uh, but now he's already said, well, the pandemic is over, and now he's doing this. And and his credibility is shot anyway. So yeah. to do this back and forth stuff yeah. with, with absolutely no basis except for um, Pfizer. And, and, you know, I was talking to a friend of ours when I was out walking the other day, and and she says, you know, how long is this going to go on and, and when are people going to have enough of this? And I said, you know what? I think people are just about had enough. Yeah. Because because the more I see on social media, more I see on on um, out in public. And I told you what I heard at at uh, the beauty salon a couple of weeks ago, where where it used to be where everyone was so afraid about coming in without a mask, and and they're saying, oh, this, I remember this one lady came on, <clears throat> excuse me, with with two masks and and plastic gloves. Nobody, I mean, nobody could do her hair because you can't get to it because she's so protected all over the place. And now they're saying, "Have you heard of all the people who have who have um, had issues with the vaccine and died?" And and they're going, "Yeah, we'll never take that again." People are waking up. People are waking yeah, up. Yeah, headline uh, this today was that uh, physicians have agreed that they they've taken a jab and they've had it, but they're never going to take one again because of the proof. 
they're not anti-vax. They're simply saying that we're seeing so much evidence to demonstrate that there's a negative correlation between uh, good health and taking the vaccine that we're just not going to do it anymore, nor are we going to do it for our patients. Which, which brings me to the article Dr. Mercola wrote this morning about is it really safe to fly with, with the um, adjustment of the, uh, the pilots and their EKG exams that they can be adjusted because of, yeah. of heart issues due to the um, mandated vaccine. That scares the crap out of me, quite frankly. Well, what they've done is they've changed the requirements to be able to fly in order to accommodate those that have taken the vaccine and now that they've held their health is health compromised. And we're seeing people die, young people dying. Pilots are healthy people. And, uh, you know, they, they've compromised their health by getting vaccines. It's, it's just, so, so all of this, all of this with the, with the, um, the biolabs, um, Pfizer, um, who's making money. I, I can't wait to see what McCarthy does going forward because I've told you before, he's one of the big recipients of lobbying money from Pfizer, yeah. as is um, McConnell. And by the way, uh, Pfizer had record earnings today. <laughs> big surprise there. Well, yeah, it, it, I mean, we've, I don't know, people have just, are just going to, their eyes are being opened and, and people are, are having enough of it. It's just, it's just done. We've been screwed around by our government for, for so long now and nobody paid attention and now we're paying attention. Which reminds me, I just want to promote a book that I've been reading, Lies My Government Told Me and Better Future Coming. This is uh, from Robert W. Malone, M.D., what a brilliant man, and what a great man he well, is. And, and what a patriot, and, and he used to, I mean, he voted, he donated money to Biden. He had no idea this was this was going to plop in his lap, and, and he said he will never, ever vote as yeah. a Democrat again. Lies My Government Told Me by Robert W. Malone, M.D. Terrific read, and it, uh, it's di- essays by different folks uh, getting to the whole issue about the lies that we've heard about, the vaccines, and so many other issues as well. By the way, um, I don't know how, how much time we have, but, but can I turn it around to the RNC for just a second sure. and, the, and that election for RNC chair that took place on Friday? I was listening to, I don't remember who. Um, I think it was Glenn Beck, I'm not sure. But... But what they were saying, what he was saying is that election that took place, people want change, people want change, but guess who, do, who doesn't want change? The, the elitists, the donors, the big money donors of the RNC, mm-hmm. and they don't want any change, which is very telling. So he, uh, Glenn Beck, um, Steve Bannon, all these people are going, and, and you and I have, have not sent money to the Republican National Committee forever. I won't do it. They say, if you like a candidate... And you and you want to support him? Send the money directly to that candidate. Do not send money to the Republican uh, Party because uh, let's see how much corruption is is there in that. Yeah, quite a bit. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary. Are we done? Sure we were done. That's what that went fast. It, it does go fast. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Just want to remind you that Wednesday through Saturday. 4 to 8 p.m. that uh, Lulabee's Diner is serving dinner as well as a great breakfast and lunch. So 4 to 8 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. Great uh, menu, including salmon, snapper, grouper, and other uh, seafood and uh, chopstick and so forth. So in any event, I hope you'll visit Lulabee's Diner at the Green Tree uh, Shopping Center.
Uh, I hope you join us tomorrow. We've got great guests, including Bob Levy, the chairman of chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz, will be with us as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we support our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>